put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, the little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look at a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Rioli oh, has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. Well, Hawks fans, the wait is almost over. The bye week's out of the way. The teams are in, and we are officially counting down to the qualifying final between Hawthorne and Richmond. There's just time enough for a last-minute preview of the big game, and that's where we come in. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and here with me is my co-host, a man who is equally as excited for finals footy. G'day, Tiz. Thank goodness it's come. Here it is at last. Hasn't it been an agonising wait as well? It's been a boring wait. The only thing, and we'll get to it, we'll unpack it. And I mean, it. our club had a decent game on the weekend. Was, what about everyone else? That's exactly else? where I was going with that. I think we had that little flash in the pan bit of entertainment of uh, Box Hill. The Legends scraping, game. Well, the Legends game, I guess. And well, then the Legends, Box Hill, yeah. The Legends game was curious for some of the Hawthorne performances. Did you see Campbell Brown effectively lost the game for the Vicks? He had a shocker. <laughs> he gave away about three goals in the last ten minutes of the game. Yeah, and Andrew Jarman kicked one off the ground. <laughs> Do you see Modra's <laughs> attempted mark? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he, he was such an expert at it that you can absolutely forgive it. It's just time is an enemy, isn't it, Tiz? Well, uh, I wasn't sure whether his timing was off or it's just his weight made the <laughs> yeah. pack collapse earlier than he assumed. <laughs> yeah, the, his opponent just crumbled. <laughs> Did not expect that at all, but he should have. It's Tony Modra. Uh, look, it's finals footy time. What a time it is. Are you excited? You seem excited. You're up and about. Chomping at the bit. Is it champing? Chomping? Chomping, champing. You know what? I've never quite been clear on all that. All this bloody racing parlance. <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod, if you <laughs> There we go. We've gone early with the Twitter. <laughs> you did a weird little poll this week. Who would you rather, Lynch or Shield? Lynch every damn day of the week. Well, that's going to be a problem. Why? Well, it's being reported that it's a done deal, uh, Lynch to Richmond. Oh, yeah. Everyone reporting that or just no, it's, Tom or someone? No. <laughs> Everyone is reporting it. It's just set Twitter all abuzz. Okay. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen. I mean, there's still it hasn't been officially announced, so yeah, there's still some hope of a uh, Buddy-esque yeah, move. I was just thinking of Buddy, actually. A Buddy bait and switch. Because, yeah, he's playing awfully well for GWS, isn't he? <laughs> Exactly. These days, yeah. Yeah, look, there's still room for that to happen, so maybe we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But, uh, I mean, so you're definitively on the Lynch end of things. If oh, you absolutely. Get you can get that many midfielders going around. I'm not, I'm not that worried, though. I mean, we've got my boy Mitch, your boy Nash. The forward line's secure, mate. I'm pretty happy with the forward line. It's a nice, neat little package all wrapped up for us. And, so, of course, Sean Marcus, who hasn't Sean, lost this year. Sean Marcus hasn't lost. Probably needs to get a contract Sometime soon, I would have thought. Well, I see they signed Poppy. They did. That is the news coming out of today when we're recording as well. Poopolo has signed contract extension for uh, for the year. I guess he's on till yep. 2019. Which Madness. Is it? Have you ever seen a player play better after signing a contract? No. <laughs> okay. You're going with the superstition route. I see. I follow you down there. You do make a good point. This does regularly occur that a player that signs a contract turns in an absolute stinker the next week. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just one of those things about football. Along those lines, though, if yeah. we lose this week, Sack mm. Clarko, we definitely win the following <laughs> week. It's as simple as that. Yeah, all this stuff. 
Well, that's when we make hashtag the switch to Mitch. <laughs> if instead it's Sam Mitchell. <laughs> it's a, the succession plan is in full swing already. Oh, St Kilda are fantastic. If he does end up going to St Kilda, he'll be able to coach um, Jared Polak at 800k. <laughs> Do they have that much? Yeah, apparently. Well, well they've got to spend, you know, how we heard about Carlton having to spend 80% of the salary uh, cap yes. last week from yeah. Ash. <laughs> well... Yeah. There's Polek right there. I tell you what, I'm just looking at the the list of topics that we've covered and covered a fair tick, bit of ground tick, already. Tick. The yep, first there we go. few minutes. Of the I'm episode. just trying to put off this. Uh, what have you done? We've got, we've got all these ratings now, and okay, well we'll get to that. But I think this is just a symptom of nervous excitement, right? We're just so keen for finals footy that we can't contain ourselves. We want to talk about everything. There's so much to get through. We'll start with the social media stuff. iTunes. We've surpassed 100 ratings. Tis sitting 101. Sitting on. And I think someone did that deliberately. Why is that? Wasted at a hundred. No one has a draft pick at zero. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they've deliberately tempted fate. They want the draft history to come back. But we actually heard from one of our listeners on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. We heard from Brendan John, who said instead of draft pick reset, how about you go through who's played X number of games for the club? Who's our best one hundred and one game player? And I said that is a brilliant idea. Brendan, we'll do that. And your mate Ado, well, friend of the show, Ado. Yeah. He thought it was a great idea too, and he instantly chipped in with exactly Anything who it was. to, you know, tease me into a <laughs> new troubling segment, yes. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's a pretty good segment. You know how a few rounds ago now, well, it would have probably been like Mate, two months every ago. every time it's a hospital hand pass. You took us down memory lane <laughs> to the very beginnings of the Hawthorne Football Club, and we all enjoyed that. Mate, nobody enjoyed that. That is the worst beginning to a club history ever. Look, I'm not talking about the history itself. I, I enjoyed the experience of being taken back to that time. It's just a cautionary tale. No, come on. There were some good, there were some highlights and amongst the lowlights. We're going to get to one now. Going to settle the nerves before we get to the preview of the game with a brief trip down memory lane, Tiz. <sighs> this week we are playing, we are playing tribute, we're paying tribute to a 101 game Hall of Fame superstar of the Hawthorne Football Club, best and fairest player and life member of the club. Ernest Utting. Oh, yeah. Good old Ern. Yep. <laughs> Who, in my research, it seems to me that... It's See inter- how difficult this is. Listen, this is garbage. <laughs> it's interchangeable, seemingly, with Edward. Oh, so okay. The, so the same bloke is either called Ernest or Edward, and I've not quite settled on one. I think I will now, though. Let's just call him... Let's Eddie. call him Ern. Can we call him Eddie call of the 40s? Eddie? No, we're not calling him Eddie. I don't mind Eddie. You don't mind Eddie? Nah. The racist stuff, the drowning women thing. The drowning women thing? You know, wasn't it sticking Carrie's head under the water? Or didn't he say something to that effect? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't have made this up. I might talk a lot of rubbish, but I haven't conjured this out of nowhere. That's something he'd... Anyway, we move on. Let's get back to Wern. <laughs> Let's circle back to Wern, okay? So he played as a back pocket back in the day. <laughs> described by the Encyclopedia of AFL Footballers as a fast, tenacious battler. Hawthorne's website describes him as a real favourite with the supporters and the epitome of an ideal club man. This sounds like an alright bloke. Yep. What, nothing else to say about that? No, well, you know, I never coveted the Clubman Award, i got to say. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, his <laughs> name was, full name, Ernest Benjamin Titch Utting. Titch, now you're talking. Yeah, there we go. See, there's the link. Uh, he began his career with Collingwood in 1919. He went on to join Hawthorne probably at the worst time. <laughs> Because Collingwood well, he had shortly to drop after to the VFA that's to right. join Hawthorne. That's right. And shortly after he left Collingwood, I think Collingwood enjoyed that forepeat. Oh, really? So, <laughs> so that's the worst time to move on. But uh, he was a member of Hawthorne's inaugural VFL side. Shades of Shane Savage. 
<laughs> it is a bit, yeah. Uh, until very recently, he was thought to have been club champion in 1927. Now, this is interesting. This is an article that was published on the uh, Hawthorne website just the other day. New research has revealed that Utting actually won Most Consistent Player Award that year. Mm-hmm. So they, they completely botched that somehow. They got that all mixed up. Now... <laughs> That year that he won that award, most consistent player, the club was sure consistent. They lost 17 games that he played. I told you they were bad. <laughs> they were really bad. He lost all 17 games were losing sides for Utting. Uh, some 18 years ago, his son Bill Utting noted that his father's name did not appear on the best and fairest honours board, which is how all this was brought to the club's attention. They started digging up some answers. But Utting did eventually win his own best and fairest, for realsies this time. He was club champion in 1929, and the title of the award that year was changed to the best and fairest award. This is, of course, we're talking about the... Semantics of it? Well, it's the Peter Crimmins medal is what it's ultimately become, but it's gone through a number of name changes, the same award. Mm -hmm. It went through uh, quite a few in a small space of time. Utting was the uh, first Hawthorne player to play 100 VFL games. Was he really? That's pretty cool. Brownlow, yeah. He polled well in the Brownlow as well in his, in his short career. He finished top 10 on three occasions. Now, here's where it turns a bit sad. Obviously, he's passed away. He died suddenly at his home in Hawthorne. So he lived in Hawthorne. He actually lived right near Glenferry, walking distance. Uh, 1948. Cause of death? Could not find one for the life of me. Is that relevant? Well, it's just a bit of a curiosity because there was a there was a citation of the re, of the research I was reading. There was a citation. Can we get the unsolved mysteries music for this? <laughs> we need to because the citation linked me to a newspaper article of the time, the Argus. The Argus. That's the one. Oh you my goodness! You actually nailed it, <laughs> and it uh, doesn't have a cause of death. It just said he died in his home, and I'm like, that's not enough information. Okay, probably don't need any more. <laughs> Well, that happens to be the end of the segment. You'll be happy to know. Yep. All right. Go titch. <laughs> was that was that painful? If we start getting more reviews and ratings for iTunes, tears from listeners. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure they'll be happy to oblige. Yeah. Let's thank Ado for that wonderful moment that we just had. <laughs> it wasn't Ado. It was uh, Brendan. One of our listeners, Brendan, suggested. Yeah, it. but he suggested Utting. So <laughs> he he's our only 101 game player. That's the only one. He's the only one that's played. 101 games exactly. Wow. There are a few, uh, I, I will say, if anyone wants to jump on um, jump on iTunes right now and rate and review us, tick us over to 102. 102 has some gems. 102 is a good number. I've got plenty of material for that one, and you know how Tizzle love it. So please get on and do that. Jeez, we've got to get through this social media stuff. Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. So hang on, was that 101 games for Hawthorne or 101 VFL games? 101 games for Hawthorne. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Uh, I should just say... Expect there'll be limited tweets for the finals. Yeah, well, you won't get coverage, and also you'll be doing other things. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a drop-off from what we usually do, but it's finals footy. I've got to keep my eyes glued to the game. I, I, want, I want to take in every single moment. I mean, I worked hard enough to get the tickets. Find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Richmond versus Hawthorne, of course, the MCG, 7.20pm, sell out. Now, you know what they say, Tiz? Spectima Agendo. Is that, <laughs> is that how? It's all, what all the kids are saying. I tell you what, they've got to stop letting Jeffrey into the marketing department. <laughs> you can just picture him saying it, I can't can you? Like, all right, so what have we got for finals? <laughs> <laughs> Three big inclusions this week with Cicely Segler and Frawley named. Brand, Miles and Mirror make way with Howell listed as an emergency having played Box Hill, along with Miles, Mirror and Whitecross as the other emergencies. Tis. Are we playing just a smidge too tall? 
Just a smidge too tall. Just a smidge too tall. Well, we've seen it work, I suppose. We exposed Geelong for height. That's right. We heard from Will on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod, who suggested we were thinking the same thing before the Geelong game in round 21 with Pido, Seggs, Nash, Chewy all selected. And look what happened. If we want Bruce to Poppy Gunston to kick goals tomorrow, we have to occupy Rance, Grimes, Asprey and Vloston. Our numerous talls will accomplish that. I guess so, but what if it's wet and slippery and doesn't that expose us to their run and carry and leave us with much up the line? I mean... These are valid concerns. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I don't love it. I have a little lack in faith of, of putting Sicily back into the ruckus so, you know, green. I think the back six, back eight has been very good without him. This and is And I true. just wonder if... um. If in with a wet footy, whether he's going to be that effective at intercept marking. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, in that case, with Brand and, and say, Mirror making away, hmm. do you instantly put one of those guys back into the side if you take Sicily out? I know. I, I would have thought if uh, if there is a late change, that Howe would be the one to come in. I think so too. I, I'm tipping that Segler goes out for a late change Yeah, and Howe comes in. Um, I... I just think it's mind games, really, that Howe hasn't been selected. I think he's right to go. He's actually very good in the VFL. He was pretty good. His uh, kicking efficiency didn't seem to be too high. And on a day like that, though, that's to be expected. It was a scrappy contest because of the weather. The conditions didn't suit anyone. Uh, we heard from Quantum Hawk as well on this game saying, best chance, force their back line to always be accountable for tools, not going to beat them at their game. The Armageddon weather forecast has happened a few times this year without fruition. Do you think I'm being stupid? by suggesting that one of the key aspects of this match mm. is whether Nash can get respect from Rance. Yes. So if Nash starts well, mm. it means Rance might take just a split second longer to leave him to mm-hmm. get to the contest, and that yeah. can be the difference. Yeah, I, I want to clarify my position. No, you're not being stupid, and yes, I agree with you. I think Nash could be potentially very, very important for, what, a fourth gamer, fifth gamer? I mean, it's crazy, the, the amount of impact Well, we're talking have. about his work rate, the concentration levels of this bloke, and, and how Ash pointed out how he was demanding to know what to do, uh, what the plan was after we kicked that uh, sealer against Sydney, mm. you know, whether he needed to go behind the ball or... And then you saw Bruce on the coverage just asking every, <laughs> looking for the club official going, what, what are we doing? How long's left? And we meant to all go behind the ball. And he's like, no, there's two and a half minutes left. You'll have to stay there. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but it was Nash who was demanding to know. So, yeah, I just, if he can get some respect, and by that I mean make sure Rance is responsible for Yeah, and for accountable. Him. Accountable, yeah. yeah. Well, we know that. I think Ricky Nixon's all over Twitter saying how much, how many he got the reverse Coleman rants <laughs> for the number of goals kicked on him. Really? Is that but we so know. Oh, okay. Uh, who knows? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can really. Are we really about to trust that? But uh, it's an interesting, you know. Yeah, I'm curious to know if that stat's correct. It's an interesting thread. Yeah. So uh, Ado, <laughs> he wants to know if that stat's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Be a little helpful. And uh, <laughs> Clang. <laughs> Can't stop name dropping Ado this episode, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that could um that'll be the end of the ground. I like I'll be watching because I hate mm. watching Richmond's forward line. Now we heard from Jesse on Twitter, who kind of summed up my feelings of the week. I guess my experience of the week leading up to the game. Jesse said, "Heading into the game, I don't think we can really win, and have convinced myself of that in order to not be disappointed." As the game approaches, 
I'm slowly getting more confident. I've just got this feeling that Clarko is going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Everyone's saying that. Even the Herald Sun's saying that. Well, they need a narrative, don't they? It's not about how's Richmond going to beat Hawthorne. That's because it's so expected that Richmond should get the job done. I read an article today. You know, whoever penned this article, whoever penned this piece, said that Richmond are already expected to be in the grand final. It was just so just... So casually, just they've made it already. Anything less would be a disappointment. Well, they got some strange numbers for the last month. Their um, contested footy is well down, uh, even though they've still got one of the highest inside 50 ratings. Mm. We, of course, are on, on 2012 level inside 50 yeah. stats. Yep. So um, even though we're not as efficient as we were back then, um, we're more efficient in, at inside 50s than Richmond, which is fascinating to me. We're starting to play our best footy. Like, make no mistake about it. We're starting to hit our stride at the perfect time. Whether we actually see that executed at the MCG against Richmond, I guess we'll just wait and see. But it's all looking pretty good. And I will say, my experience of the week has mirrored Jesse's exactly. As time has gone on, I started off last week with the podcast with Ash and yourself, and we were talking about our chances, and all three of us were quite... Not down necessarily, but quite reserved. We're like, no, oh, you know, it's it's quite feasible that we'll lose this game. I'm coming around. I think we're a real shot at this, and I, I dare say, if I had any money riding on it, I would tip us. Really? Yeah, but Mason's multi's done, remember, so I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not that confident. I just think Richmond are set. They've set themselves for this week. If, uh, they've done what we used to do which is where we'd sort of ramp down on the contested footy and keep winning games into the back end. Mm. We didn't necessarily finish top, but we flicked the switch. The contested footy style went up. Finals footy was a different way of playing football for Hawthorne mm. in 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, what happens when the switch doesn't flip? Well, that's the concern. You've always got to wonder. Even, if you keep flicking the switch and there's nothing happening. Even that happened with Hawthorne, mate, 2015. Yeah, that Qual- first qualifying final. final yeah. That's absolutely what happened. We were very lucky to get back and progress to the ultimate prize. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not like everyone else. I'm not as convinced by Richmond's recent form, with a, still a healthy dose of respect for them. Um, but I, I'm starting to fancy Hawthorne as uh, genuine do challenges. Really, do to you me. really think they can get the wind up them though, Richmond? I mean, like, if we get a run on, do you really think they're going to drop their bundle and start? I think it's a very real possibility. The more I've thought about it, Richmond have not been tested in such a manner that has demanded that they fight back and fight their way into a game again. Right. That's Hawthorne's MO. That's all Hawthorne has done this year, really. Hung in, in, waited for their opportunity and taken it. Oh, yeah. Either we've flipped the switch after half-time... Or we've been seriously challenged by this the opposition. Half, this half-to-half-time thing really worries me. Yeah? How come? We mightn't be in it at half-time if we're waiting around. No. The way we're going to win this game is to get the job done early. You've got to put Richmond on the back foot immediately to force this thing, this situation I'm talking about, that they haven't faced all year barring Carlton in I round one. I think if one. we see Dusty head forward in the second quarter out of panic mode, yep. we're doing real well and we've got a great yeah. chance. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. But uh, yeah, foot on the throat early, and I want to see. I want to see a bit of um, a bit of biff, you know, without anyone getting suspended. Certainly not Sicily. Don't want him to go full Happy well, Gilmore. That's another concern I have for Sicily. Yeah, whether he's got the mindset for finals. I think so. I think he's made for finals personally. I think he can't wait to get out there. But I want to see some aggression. 
from even before the first bounce, when they line up on their players, or, you know, they might want to get some space, but go to your player first and let them know that you're not messing around. See, Ruffy's a different man in finals. Let me ask you this, though. How many people by Channel 7 or Fox or whoever are going to be dubbed Mr. September before this final series is over? We all know there's, like, five Mr. Septembers. <laughs> yeah, it's a big yeah. September family. Yeah, one of them is Andrew McLeod, and the rest wear Hawthorne colours. That's it. <laughs> uh, no, well, I wanted to talk about Ruffy because everyone's telling us he's pissing off somewhere else at the end of the year. Not happening. No, it's all fake news, is it? All fake news. That is fake news. Okay. I would be genuinely shocked if if that's the case. They're very, uh, very publicly the whole year really just maintains the line that he's not going anywhere. Ruffy himself doesn't want to go anywhere. Clarko has said, well, he's... Well, he's been up spruiking to Tom Lynch. Yeah, he's he's doing he's putting the time in, you know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a bloke that wants to move. There was a time where um, I think Ruffy was on the... Uh, might have been talking footy. Hmm. And Clarko was on 360 at the, at the same time or something like that, or on the couch. Yeah. Both discussing his future. <laughs> and at simultaneously, both were just kind of like, no, nothing's changing. Like... Even Clarko was like a very unexpected, right? If anything changed from here, so the club seems to want him around. Ruffy's shown no inclination to go elsewhere. I don't see it happening. It's just all this is just a guy who uh, I forget which reporter it was. Someone from the Herald Sun wrote something in July. It started brewing the speculation about Ruffy's future, and they've been swatting it away ever since. It's really annoying. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the game. Uh, we heard from Jim, who asks, who plays on Caddy, and who is the matchup for Rance? Who's the matchup for Rance? Well, we're going through that. That'll be Nash, Segler, Ruffy, anyone to yeah. make him honest. Yep. Caddy's an interesting one. Oh, he always plays well against Hawthorne. Finds yeah. the gaps. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Always over the back. Mm. Uh, who would you put on him? I was thinking today Impy, but I don't know about that. Impy? Yeah, Impy could work. Yeah. You really just have to guard the space with Caddy because he's pretty good with his body movement. Uh, he's got some good physicality about him. Now, one guy you didn't mention before in uh, in talking about Rance, we heard from Andrew, who suggested, could Sean Marcus play <laughs> out of the goal square on Rance, making him accountable and finally live up to his potential? He adds, hashtag not likely. Andrew, not a fan of Sean, it seems. <laughs> Mr. Marcus. I've found Sean Marcus, as we've said, very often he's creating space for all the other forwards, but I don't think he he really engages the body enough um, to keep Rance yeah. out of the contest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. But I think he's pretty bloody important. Now, we heard from Guy as well on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. He poses this uh, interesting, interesting uh, idea. Predict one player who performs well above expectations for us. For me, it is my man, Tall Cyril II. He adds, with all due respect to both Cyril and Fitzy, he is, of course, talking about Connor Nash. <laughs> Tall Cyril the second. Connor Nash has only kicked a goal from a metre out. <laughs> yeah. that th- This is way too early. All right. Uh, Says the chairman of his fan club. Yeah. Come on. He needs to kick something from outside 50 to be likened to either of these blokes. <laughs> it's true. Fitzy did it. Yeah. And Cyril's certainly done it. Yeah, and I bet you uh, Connor Nash won't be as surprised when it goes through as Fitzy was. <laughs> Come on, he was crawled by the TV coverage, Fitzy. There are some angles that show he did actually properly celebrate it going through. Right. But the one that Channel 7 cut back to, he just looks like he's 
absolutely dumbfounded that it happened. Yeah, it's the kind of look you get before roadkill happens. <laughs> well, there's your lovely little visual for your <laughs> for your afternoon, whenever you might be listening to this. Ah, oh, you know, hitting the spotlights. That's all. Predict one player who performs above expectations for us tomorrow night. Yeah, for the game. Whenever people are listening to this, this will come out the day of, I think. Uh, Tom Mitchell. He's been having a rough month, but I think he's just going to turn it on for the first final. Yeah, that's fair. I think any other time of the year... I think year, his form in finals is pretty damn terrific if you have a look back. It is, yeah. He was a shining light for uh, Sydney back in the day mm-hmm. uh, for that grand final. Connor Nash, if he kicks truly... Mm. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes. Anything could happen. Ruffy, I expect him to lift... He'll get aggressive. Aren't you going to ask me who my uh, prediction is for the one player who performs well above expectations for us? Um, no, because it'll probably be... Uh, no, go, go ahead. Now you're curious, aren't you? You yeah. thought you had it all No, no, I'm, defi- I'm sure I know who it is. Well, you got to tell me now. Okay, Ben. As in? Stratton. Nah, no, no. He'll, he'll do his job. He'll be great. Mr. Sean Marcus. What? He's going to get off the leash. Nah. Yep. No, it's not West Coast, mate. <laughs> no, he's he's going to. He only plays grand finals well. When you think about the kind of uh, firepower we have down forward, yeah, I just I'm getting the feeling that it might be just a bit too much for Richmond. Do you know what I would love to see? Someone's going to slip through the cracks, and I think it's Sean Makers. It, do you know what I would love to see? Yeah, Sean Makers kick five on Grimes. I reckon it could happen. I reckon it could. I, this is crazy. I think, we need Ra- any- I think we need Razor for that to happen. <laughs> for anyone that's listened to this podcast, we, this is absolutely insan- you, you, insanity. You have this, yeah. People are going to be like, what happened? I'm a completely They've had a week person. off and they're just, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> yeah, we've really lost touch in, in the week that's gone. Um, no, no, this I, is, this is going to have to be a team effort. There won't be any easy goals. I'll be surprised if the, the scores get over 70 points. Yep. Um, Hawthorne has a better defence mm-hmm. uh, than Richmond do, which surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have better efficiency going forward, but Richmond have the ability to create mistakes in their in their opponents, and they give yeah. the ball up easily, and then they get it over the back quick. So um, it's going to need a lot of concentration from our young folk, and I'm talking about Warple and Morrison. Yes, to wait for the right options. Got it. Yep. Got to be disciplined. Got to control the footy. A hell I, of a lot of discipline. I tell you what. There's a lot of um, in the week. Obviously, the lead up to this game, a lot of media outlets doing recaps of just what went down earlier in the year when we faced Richmond. And boy, there's a full montage of kicks to packs and just rants Panic. and co. Yep. Oh yeah, that just no uh, system at all, whether it's panicked or not. Just no, uh, it didn't give anyone half a chance. Well, there was a system, but it was the pressure that uh, Richmond applied to the ball carrier and also their immediate options that that allowed them to just pick off our long kicks up the line. It's going to be interesting because... Um, but if con- you break that down... Yeah, that, that control game, though, in a big pressure cooker, 95,000 strong crowd I'm interested to see how that goes with the young blokes particularly people like Nash who's like fourth fifth game hopefully he can stand up to it it's a big noise it really is it's going to be huge but it's half run. and half it's not like yep. last year where Richmond had the entire crowd carrying them but you got to remember that half of that Hawthorne crowd so Harvard again is yelling just bloody kick it 
<laughs> yeah, and they've probably only paid a dollar for the whole year, Nick. Oh, we're not getting oh. into that. I've got my tickets now. It's fine. Oh, gee, did I get some angry texts? <laughs> not from me, you didn't. <laughs> On Tinder again. <laughs> Tis is Tinder. Oh, there's a segment. Not for this podcast, though. Maybe for the Hawk Talk podcast, uncut. That's terrible. <laughs> Maybe sometime in the near future. In the off-season, maybe. Uh, we heard from Matt as well, who said, I might be dreaming, but Jager O'Meara out of the goal square is an exciting prospect. So on this, are there any shock or completely out-of-the-blue moves that you could see or would like to see Clarko make against the Tigers? Hardwick forward. <laughs> that would be amazing. It, it'd probably happen. You reckon? Yeah. That's your big prediction for the game, I reckon. Yeah. I'll be well. looking out for that one. Hardwick to go forward. Um, if we do play Sicily, I wouldn't be surprised if he went forward. I think that's more likely, yeah. I would say that would happen at some point. The one thing you won't see is Shuey in the goal square behind the ball. What do you expect Shuey to be doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, He's just making space, creating leads. High work rate. I'm telling low you. Low reward. I'm telling you, I reckon he's good for two goals tomorrow night, at least. Wow. At least. Okay. Look, just Gunston. Shuey in the wet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gunston, Bruce, Ruffy, Nash, throw Segler down there, Poppy, then you've got Sean Marcus. I just reckon one of them, one of them gets off the leash. You worried about the ruck battle? No. They don't seem to place any emphasis on their ruck. No, no, they don't, which is why I'm not that worried. Um, I don't know, though, Tiz. I'm feeling pretty confident. I, I just have no idea of what to expect tomorrow night. It's a very weird situation. I feel like the system that's carried us this far is pretty good but probably not good enough to beat Richmond. And he's obviously tweaking it, and Richmond aren't really going to fully know what to expect. And it will be tweaked after half time. We know that. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. That's when he does his best work, Clarko. <laughs> he's very half-time. adaptable. He just flips it around a bit. Off we go again. Magnets on the whiteboard, just switched around. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I think... At a very basic level, in a basic sense, you've got Richmond, a team that are all-conquering favourites, but they're kind of going into this game not in the best form imaginable, and they're hoping they can turn it on. Hawthorne, I think, are starting to hit their peak form, but haven't just yet. We've been playing well, but I think we've got room to, to grow. We've, we're, we've got potential to reach still. We haven't seen it yet. And I think that makes for a very interesting contest, and I, I think that puts us in... A good position, so I mean that's just my take on it. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident, but you know when it's counting down from sixty, yeah, I reckon they're going to try and intimidate us early. It's yeah, it's what I'm saying. It's why we have to do exactly yeah. the same. Just really get on top of them early and not, I wouldn't say break their spirits, but let them know that this isn't just gonna a happen. nice Connor Nash tackle. Yeah, on who would you like, Rance? Rance. Yeah, put Rance pick, out of pick commission. Pick a smaller player, one who's gonna, more likely to get injured. <laughs> Rioli. Rioli. Oh, wow. No love lost here. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, one player we won't be seeing this game or any game in the finals. Whether oh, we... Birch. Yep, that's right. Hawthorne defender Grant Birchall. His 2018 campaign has been dealt another cruel blow with a minor adductor strain postponing his comeback plans. So that'll be it. He was returning to full fitness. He was he was going to play for Box Hill in the elimination final, but 
He got injured at training during the week, and according to Andrew Russell, the adductor strain is minor, and he should be available in the next one to two weeks. No, he won't. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's nice of you to say, Andy. But well, He can uh, play for Box Hill. He could play for Box Hill. I don't see the merit in it, but <laughs> he, he could well do that if he wanted to, I guess. Well, you watched that. Well, actually, you watched up until 10 minutes to go in the Box Hill game, <laughs> didn't you? I watched until half-time. And right. then I had to go out. Um, I missed the large portion where Box Hill got thoroughly smacked and our lead evaporated <laughs> very quickly, uh, which was disappointing to see. Um, so I saw the first half and then didn't get back into it until uh, overtime, the extra time period, which I watched all of. So uh, I had to catch up on uh, Ollie Hanrahan's match-saving goal, which was an absolute beauty, him getting out the back. Have you seen well, that? Kilpatrick's kick to get it yeah, over the back is bloody good. Yeah, that was very good indeed. But then um, he he decides to put it on the boot, luckily, because it's like two seconds. And he, yes. if he'd run into the open goal, the siren would have blown. Just one of those things, eh? Yeah. That is, as Damien Barrett would say, a real sliding doors moment. Is that actually a sliding doors moment? Or are you, well, are you trying to educate him in what sliding doors moments are? If Ollie Hanrahan runs into goal, then, then the siren <laughs> blows and Box Hill lose. Right. But he didn't do that, so it forced it into extra time and we won. Yep. All's well that ends well. Shut that door. Anyway, we move on. Uh, James Cousins, 31 touches, four marks, five tackles and a goal. In best that, on ground. In that winning effort, yeah, best on ground. Although it was Taylor Duray who got awarded the MVP according to the, the Box Hill social team. Did he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Wow. Who had a modest 14 disposals, 7 marks and 6 tackles. And who's decent? He, he captured the uh, the spirit of Jared Ruffett in the 2014 Grand Final. <laughs> <laughs> One of his efforts. That was brilliant. Uh, Dan Howe, I thought was very good. I'm somewhat surprised at his emergency. But as I said, I think he'll sneak into the well, senior side. He did have limited time, even though he got 25. Well, that, the plan was for limited time. He played almost the whole game, I think, in the end. The way it played out. 25 touches, 6 marks and, six, and 8 tackles. Uh, Tim O'Brien. Now, I know people at the mere mention of his name might have cringed just then. In the back line. Did they? Yeah, for, for portions, yeah. Okay. So, and, and the wing. With Brand? Uh, yes, Brand, who looked a bit nervy at times, but also did okay. Uh, semi-final, Geelong versus Hawthorne. It's going to happen Sunday, September 9th. That's this Sunday, 2.10pm at Standard Stadium. That's the Northport Oval. So basically, same venue. Yeah, but it's broadcast, so you don't have to go there. That's right. Broadcast Channel 7 and SEN. I know where I'll be. <laughs> Probably on this couch, to be honest. <laughs> Not ashamed to say it. Uh, and just a reminder also, you can catch Hawthorne's VFLW team in finals action. Their semi-final, also against Geelong, on the Saturday, so the day before, Saturday, September 8th, 10.15am at the same venue, Standard Stadium. Why don't That's... they play them on the same day? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what's happening there, but uh, no, they're not on the same day. The broadcast for that, you can actually uh, get a video stream uh, and tune into uh, Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. It doesn't actually list where the video stream is, maybe on that radio site, which would be a bit weird. I'm sure the VFLW Twitter crew are across that. Yeah, they'll get all over it, yep. It's time for your favourite segment, Tiz. Do you want to have, have a bit of a guess of what it is? Miscellaneous. That's right, the miscellaneous listener questions, ladies and gentlemen. The stuff we couldn't categorise. <laughs> that's, that's right. Which is my favourite stuff in life. If you can categorise it or name it, what's the point? It's boring. Yeah. Want a bit of excitement. That's why uh, I hate the term one percenters. 
Because <laughs> it's just a Such a hold all, yeah. It's a catch-all term. Now, we heard from uh, Haluki. I think I'm pronouncing that probably. Haluki? Haruyuki. <laughs> he tweeted us, who doesn't get a contract come oh, season's end? Come on. <laughs> what is this, a bit of a downer? Let's wait until we're out. This is the oh, kind right. of conversation. I saw an article the other day that said someone's put in a last-minute offer for uh, someone's services. Right? Last minute. What a vague sentence. Someone's put in an offer, oh, non-disclosed Some... amount, for someone's services. All right. Okay. Let's go again. <laughs> someone's put in a last minute offer to Andrew Gaff. Okay. Last minute. Wait. Last minute. Yeah. Hang on. How is it last yeah, minute? Exactly. That's your point. Sorry. Yeah. I brushed over that. Yeah. Trades start <laughs> in in 30 days, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's ages. I don't mind who it is, as long as it's not North Melbourne. I just think it's hilarious if they don't get him. <laughs> so Pollock passes on North, and so does Gaff. Oh, come on. Poor Billy. The war chest has jackpotted again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> round and round we go. Where will it stop? Nobody oh, knows. i tell you what, have you been looking at this Taron Thomas saga? No, what's that all about? Oh, well, so Taron Thomas is this Tasmanian footballer, and uh, he's basically in the academy for North. And apparently all these horrible things are happening in his private life and he's not turning up to school and he's 17, mind you. Yep. But this is hitting the papers. Mm. And people are like, well, North are still going to take him anyway, aren't they? And they're like, oh, no, we probably won't take him. (laughs) And it it just smacks, smacks of what happened with Jack Darling. We heard from Thomas as well on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod, who brings up Ruffy's future, which we've already discussed on this podcast, so we won't linger on it. But he does pose a successor a possible successor for the captaincy shields what do you reckon what are your thoughts on that well he's not even on the list yet nick um he's still at gws shield oh talking about oh right yeah okay no um (laughs) no well he's been absolutely outstanding uh, this year so uh, but it's smith shields and gunners who are all vying for it i'd say so uh, good any... luck picking between those. Yeah, I was going to say I'd take any one of those. That's fine. I'd, I reckon I'd be happy with yeah any of them. I don't really have a preference. I like all three players and happy for them to lead the club. We heard from Tim as well saying, uh, what do you think about the Hawks chasing? Now, how do, how do you pronounce this guy's last Jack name? Jack Homsch. Jack Homsch. Okay, it is how I thought. Tall defender from Port Adelaide who has been told he would be traded if someone wants him. <laughs> do we want him? Key phrase. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, in the past we've taken some players that are quite obviously just backup stock. Yep. So uh, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. uh, I'm so glad this podcast has come around because it's given me something to do about footy without just sitting in the corner and thinking about how we're going to beat Richmond. (laughs) So you admit it. You are on the same page. You think we can win. I mean, when you catch yourself waking up at about 4am and going, I might just flick on that that game we had against Richmond where we lost. (laughs) And you actually watch Richmond win yep. in replay. Yeah. And that, that's a low moment, you know. <laughs> it just means you're excited. Nah. You have the hunger for the contest. T- sort of took the wind out of me a lot. Really? Yeah, it did. Aren't you just... Isn't the blood boiling for vengeance? Don't well, you... I remember sitting there that day going, come on, Clarko, what are you doing? Change something. Think about how we were playing then compared to how we've played at almost any point in the last six weeks. It feels like a lifetime ago. It Completely does. different side. And yep. that was a side, I will add, that minus was built James around Sicily. Sicily. 
<laughs> you were going to say built around O'Brien. No, I was going to say built around Sicily. Right, and he yeah, wasn't and there. he wasn't there. But That's now right. it's not built around Sicily. So, ergo, your concerns. Yes. So anyway, your concerns, my enthusiasm. Anyway, That's we where know we nothing that Kaiko does or the rest of the team do has any significance on the result of the match, apart from oh no, your own <laughs> oh, performance. No. In the rant. <laughs> oh, jeez, the pressure's on. Now, beware, the, this is finals, and <laughs> we usually cut these and put them into the Twitters, don't we? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. To get people hyped for the game. Yeah, and then we at Richmond FC, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've put a lot of pressure on me for this rant. I Did hope you, you know like what you've done. Did you like how the AFL came out and they made that video montage of Hawthorne winning the 2018 Premiership? You do know they've done it for every club, right? Oh, <laughs> After the the tinfoil hat antics you've displayed all year, thinking that there's an anti Hawthorne agenda, there we've come to the, is. we've come to the start of finals, and you're like, oh, this is nice of them. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was uh, spine tingling stuff, and the stuff that the club's done. Like I take the piss out of uh, Spectrum Agenda, but the stuff that the club's done this week has been top notch. Yeah, I've it, really enjoyed it. Actually, it. has been. They've. They have improved their output 100%. Much like the club. Yeah. Much like the playing group. Um, no pressure for this rant. No, none at all. Just go easy, mate, because the Tigers have huge expectations and we wouldn't want to undercut them at all. <laughs> Tigers fans, I've been mighty bemused to see commentators scratching their heads this week, wondering how it's taken this long for Hawthorne and Richmond to face off in a final. Bemused because we know where your mob's been and it ain't nowhere near our level. And that's the truth of it, Tigers fans. Finals footy is a novelty for your footy club. But seeing as you're apparently impervious to all those ninth jokes in this new era, I thought I might offer up a reality check instead. You haven't a clue about the kind of heartache you're in for. Us Hawks fans, we've felt it all. From 2008 to 2012, we've had the agony, the ecstasy, and everything in between, riding the bumps with a grin. You, you know nothing of the kind of pain a club can experience. To have that promise of success pried away from you, you aren't acquainted with the ultimate defeat. And it bothers me that you don't think you will be in 2018. I'm talking about all that false modesty, Tigers fans. That unearned smugness that's so unbecoming. The carry-on that says the flags are locked. But here's a newsflash. You're going head-to-head with a team full of September specialists. Here's a timely reminder of just what you can expect to see at the MCG. Charmakers, back to Smith on the 50. Hand pass to Morrison in the pocket to O'Meara. Bananas for home. Burgoyne puts it inside 50. Hurley at the back. Warple, the Warpino. The finish it all off. (laughs) Bruce is dangerous. Look at the bigger. Look at the turn. It's a race back towards the punt road goal. O'Brien and Frost both go to ground. That opens the door. O'Meara puts on the Jets, runs to 10 metres and suckers the goal. Look at Nash come screaming through. Now Puopolo. Puopolo! Wonderful! All fans screaming. Selwood. Warble straight through the other way. Against the plane. Got it to Gunston. Kicks toward goal. Through comes Isaac Smith, breaks a tackle, flicks it to Sicily, can he kick another one? Yes he can. Henderson's got it, little shimmy, Mitchell, he's a superstar, he is an absolute superstar, Tom Mitchell. Sicily, the pulled kick, distance not a worry, that's out of here. And the Bombers are on the 
50 and goes for it. Smith lines it up and goes bang. Goal. Field points going to run on to it. Just got to pick it up. The little man. Oh, sold a bit of late candy and kicked the goal. Pueblo. Mitchell been getting out of the loop. Here he is. Goes to the left. No, 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 no. Mitchell's got it. This Thursday night on the big stage, the qualifying final, we're bringing our best and leaving it all out there. And when that final siren sounds, Tigers fans, you'll see it on the scoreboard, you'll hear it in the crowd, you'll feel it in your heartache that hubris is the disease and Hawthorne is the cure. Hawthorne's the cure for hubris. Don't at me. <laughs> you have, you've jumped the shark, Nick. That's it. It's all over. Sean Marcus to get off the leash with four goals. <laughs> So is that a bad time to bring that up again? <laughs> I can't help it. I'm excited. Let me have it. Oh, wow. I cop so much about being a downer about this footy club because I have realistic expectations. <laughs> I, I'm relentlessly a realist, and the one time I get We're positive. flipped. You're positive as hell, and I'm being realistic about the final. I know. Is this the end of the Hawk Talk podcast? <laughs> We've lost it. <laughs> What's your tip, though? Seriously, we need to wrap up this podcast and let people go ahead and enjoy their nervous excitement. Well, they'll be well and truly at the ground, I would imagine, by now we've been going that long. Yeah, there's probably a lucky lucky <laughs> few that have got to the end of this one. <laughs> oh, look, I have absolutely no expectations. Anything could happen. I'm just hoping and praying that Poppy puts in one hell of a uh, performance off yep. the back of his contract and gets us over the line. <laughs> so um, superstitious. <laughs> And uh, th- that's about it. I Otherwise, I think Hawthorne will start looking ahead to next week by about the third quarter. Yeah, you might be right. It really depends on... So much depends on how this game starts. We put the clamps on early and really uh, put them to the sword. Can I use any more metaphors? Can I, can I maybe throw a third in there? Let's Finals see. is for metaphors. <laughs> it sure is. Look, I just... You, you know where I stand on this. Um I think if we do some damage early, it's going to put Richmond in a spot that well, we they... need some confidence against this mob. Well, exactly. Richmond have not been tested in that way this year, really, and I look forward to being the team to do it when it matters most. We don't know what Richmond look like when when they're up against it. We just don't. Just imagine, Nick. There's a there's a book being written as we as we live this final series, mm. and it has something like. Clarko getting a bag of flour and pouring it out in front of the players. That's right. Saying, do you want to step over this line? And telling them they don't need to step over it until the day. Yeah. The psychology of that was epic. What is Clarko doing behind the scenes? Why is he so bloody happy all the time? Why Why did he have a big grin on his face he after the Sydney win? He had a massive grin. Massive yeah, grin. So many burning questions, eh? Every time I get that slight bit of doubt that creeps in, I just think, Clarko. <laughs> So there you go, listeners. You have my tip. You have Tiz's less confident tip. But you think at least it's going to go 50-50, right, for most of the game? I hope so. Okay. Well, we'll take that. There it is, the qualifying final. Even if it doesn't, we'll win the following week. Melbourne, Geelong will knock each other out. They'll knock each other senseless. (laughs) He is hoping. Oh, I'm going. Going to go and watch that as well. So this is an interesting one because I know you hate Melbourne, but I know you hate Geelong. But, But I hate... Something else, even more. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, well, three are playing that night at the G. Melbourne, Geelong, and Razor. <laughs> That's right. They get Razor. Yeah. He's talking about dodging a bullet. Here we go. <laughs> I might even dress up in his uniform. What do you reckon? Does the MCC provide popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a spectacle. Go, Razor. Well done, sir. <laughs> 
Well, at least we know that regardless of the result on on this game in the qualifying final, you have plenty to look forward to. <laughs> All right, that'll do us for the Hawk Talk podcast. Uh, just a bit of a social media wrap before we. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, iTunes, uh, we've surpassed 100 ratings. Is it 101 we're sitting on? With that to- 101st rating was worth reading too. That was amazing. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't mean worth reading for us. We read them all. But worth reading for other listeners because uh, he actually encouraged Collingwood and Richmond fans to listen. It was Collingwood at Essendon, wasn't it? Was it Essendon? I think it might have been Essendon. Or it was uh, Collingwood, Geelong and Essendon all got a mention. <laughs> Here's what you blokes should do. Now, I think that was from uh, one of our listeners, Mal, who's been a yeah. long-time listener, who's yeah. jumped on board and, and rated and reviewed us. So we thank you, Mal. And there's quite a few others as well. I don't have them at hand at the moment, but uh, there was one that didn't really rate the uh, Mason's Multi. <laughs> so, well, well, that's done for the year. You'll be happy to know whoever you are. Uh, so <laughs> don't live in fear of that returning until next year. Um, and they also, well, it's too late now, but they weren't a big fan of the rant. So apologies for really? the last five minutes. Really? That as well? Yeah. <laughs> But they like, what did they like? <laughs> they liked the show. <laughs> so there you go. We're doing something right. It's like me who hated all the cartoons but loved Agro. <laughs> why? Why Agro? I don't know. What? You weren't a cheese TV man. No. Shame. Shame. Uh, now we had a number of reviews come in. Um, I think we'll bring them up next podcast. We have so much fun for the postseason as well. Yeah. After oh, the cup gonna... is raised. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Thanks for all those ratings and reviews. You can jump on Twitter as well. The output will be a little less than it is during some games this year uh, at Hawk Talk Pod, but it is always a great time. And we've surged past 1,000 followers. I think we're on something like 1,050 now, uh, which is awesome. It's way beyond anything we ever expected, and we are very much appreciative of that. Facebook as well. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. And one thing we've been promoting on Facebook is the, uh, the Hawk Talk Podcast pre-match meetup. At the London Tavern. Now, by the time people are listening to this, they might have missed it because of the tight turnaround of when the episode's released. Yeah. Well, why am I mentioning this at all in that case? But well, we have the meetings on the pod. This is a classic so, example. <laughs> this is a classic us, basically. Uh, look, if you are listening to this during the day before the game, make sure you get down to the London Tavern. We're going to be hanging out there, uh, just having a few nervous drinks, uh, hanging out with the M10 crew, uh, the Hawk headquarters lads. Can we get a few more false finishes for this podcast? Let's see how we do. No, that's it. That's it. We're wrapping it up now. The qualifying final, Hawthorne, Richmond at the MCG. It's going to be a cracking game. If it comes down to the last kick, who do you want kicking for goal? Connor Nash. That is the worst selection. (laughs) Who would you pick? Uh, Rough. I'm tipping Hawthorne. I think we're a good chance. I'm tipping Melbourne. Have I somewhat underestimated your excitement for Friday night? I am you so see, excited. You have this childlike there is glee in no, your eye. There is no result I will not enjoy. Well, hopefully we pick up the right results at the MCG Thursday night. Until the next podcast, hopefully celebrating a win, we are a happy team at Hawthorne.